welcome to Last of the Elven Terrors, Ramjack's Gift. Happy Holidays, everyone. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Happy holidays. It's me, Alex, coming at you on this episode of Ramjack, and joining us, as always, is our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. I, I need to get a mic stand. You do. Because I feel that there's no good place for me to sit, just it's sitting on here, because it's just not tall enough. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, uh, yeah, I need to get a mic stand. That's neither here nor there, just something I kind of registered as I'm sitting here. Um, tonight, today's a casual episode. Casual. Brad, Brad and I have been busy. I've been on a road trip, um, slightly unfortunate road trip, but uh, a road trip nonetheless. Indeed. And uh, we've been we've been uh, doing our thing. And, Indeed. Uh, Speaking of doing our own thing, Alex, can I tell you what I'm doing right now? What are you doing right now? This very moment, um, I my my mouse is hovering on the accept button for for my new job. Oh wow! Are you being I, serious? I, Have you not yeah. hit the accept button yet? No, I, I got the offer. I put in my two weeks' notice, but I haven't hit the actual accept yet because uh, there was there was actually an issue. I was, I got it yesterday, but they sent they they put the wrong like offer date, so it wouldn't let me accept. Oh, so I couldn't okay. accept until tonight. So I thought, well, let's do it live. Friends, uh, I've been offered a new job. Um, <laughs> still living banker life, but uh, banker life making a lot more money as a banker life. So uh, I'm just going to accept this now. Otherwise, I will be unemployed <laughs> as of. Uh, Oh, no. As of uh, December 17th. Drama. So should, should I be unemployed? Okay, I have two options. I can be unemployed uh-huh. and poor and unable to pay my bills. Yeah. Or or I could hit this little button and all of a sudden I will make an extra $25,000 a year. I would say wait to the end of the podcast. I'm kidding. Do it right now. You should have done it when we started talking before the show. Like I had to type in the code. <laughs> it was a long code. Do it. Why are you waiting Except, for? Except congratulations. I've you accepted the offer. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you, everyone, for your support. Thank you for being here. Um, I am now a senior business analyst. Can you please drop in the Braveheart music? Like, Hmm. Congratulations. It's, uh, Thank you. Thank you. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? See what happens. Who knows? Well, maybe I'll hate it. Maybe I won't. Either way, I like making money. So new year, new job, new possibilities. Who knows what's going to happen? Indeed. But you do know you're making more money, and that's the most. That's that, what, that's, that's an that's important fact. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, makes the world go around, sadly. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Like we should all destroy capitalism, but until we can do that, we gotta live in it, which yeah. sucks. Better shackles of yeah. to capitalism you have now, friend. Nice. Indeed. <laughs> I, I I'm hesitant to get into my road trip stuff, uh, only because I, I'm kind of curious about what you've been watching and your thoughts on any TV or movies that you've been uh, keep um, Sure. So I've seen a couple of things. I saw I saw new Ghostbusters. Oh, nice! It was very good. I was surprised. I re- like I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Ghostbusters versus how much I did not like The Eternals. Hmm. I thought I thought yeah, The Eternals will be fine. It was not. It was bad. Um, <laughs> and I thought Ghostbusters would be uh, maybe it'll be okay, but probably not. But it was actually very nice. Very nice. Oh, perfectly fine movie. Should I brave the theater to go see it? How nice is it? Yeah, sure. Wow. I mean, I feel like I feel like you you were more into Ghostbusters as a kid than I was, so definitely. I I would I I would say yes. I would say yes. I, I still love the DVD I have, even though I only have maybe one working DVD player now, and it's the one I can use uh, with my computer 
an external ripper, actually. I mean, it's just not, a, it's a DVD player technically, but. Rip it and put it on a Plex server. I did. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so now it exists in my own cloud. Nice. Um, I need to re-rip it because I ripped it wrong. Because um, there were so many options in the DVD, I, I, I chose the wrong audio track. Ooh. Um, so it's just the director's commentary as opposed to like the OG. All that to say, yes, I, I look forward to seeing the new Ghostbusters when I see it. And love that you liked it. Yeah. I, I, does, I do have some questions. So when you see it, I think we'll discuss because I, I got some questions. But how does it compare to the second Ghostbusters movie? We'll see. I now I have a soft spot, soft spot for the second Ghostbusters because I saw that in the theater as a child. Like that was one of the that was one of the early movies I saw in the theater. So Vigo, the River of Slime, loved it, Oscar, loved it, loved it. The Statue of Liberty, your love lifting me higher. Like it's yeah. a it's a banger of a film, man. I love yeah. it too. <laughs> So it doesn't quite hit that for you because of that nostalgic factor. Yeah, yeah, because that's pure nostalgia. Because, like, I accept that, that Ghostbusters 2 is not actually a very good movie, but uh, I, I enjoy it. Not to go down the train, it is shocking that the original Ghostbusters is as good as it is. And when you mm-hmm. actually watch the director's commentary and the stuff they cut out, it could have been bad. But they, whoever was editing it, did some really good, they made good calls. Um, oh. So I, yeah, okay. I, I I look forward to this new one. Nice, nice. Enjoy. There, there's a there's a documentary I watched that I would oh. like to talk about. And uh, did you watch the Mayor Pete documentary, Alex? Without me? The day after we talked about that about? on the podcast, I fired up Amazon Prime and it was there, and it started to autoplay the the trailer. And I thought, Mayor Pete, oh fuck, this is the thing I'm supposed to watch. <laughs> and I almost watched. I almost was just like, okay, let's just watch it. I get out of the way. Me and Brad can talk about it the next show. We'll just make this the thing on the next one. Since I, I think I knew then that I wasn't sure. Well, actually, I don't remember exactly when I got the news of um, why I had to do an early road trip. But um, no, I guess I wouldn't have gotten it. I don't remember why I stopped myself other than like, nah, I don't really watch this. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't watch the Mayor Pete documentary except the fact that I did not want to watch the Mayor Pete documentary. Didn't want to watch it. I'll be honest. Yeah. No, this is the, uh, the twas the War Before Christmas or the Battle ah. Before Christmas. It was the one that's on uh, Apple or, uh, yeah. And it is awesome. And I highly recommend it. Okay. Because the story itself isn't over. They are oh. still in litigation and it leaves it on the cliffhanger of, it's almost like there could be a sequel to it. And it is bonkers. And this guy, wow. the guy who is insistent on having this large Christmas event at his house. And um, he's, he's, he's the worst. He's a lawyer. He's a Jizo. He threatens people. He records people without their knowledge. He is a menace. And at one point, he threatens a dog, which I'm what like, the it, fuck? Get exactly. Out of here. And Brad, the way it ends, I would not be surprised if you threw something across the room in just like anger, um, because everyone that I was watching it with, and I was working with a group of people. Uh, we were visiting my uh, my wife's sister, and all of us and uh, her boyfriend were watching it, and we were like, "Oh no!" Like it was like a shock of fuck, and then credits, and we have no answers. But wow. yeah, this guy's a fucking jerk, Yikes. and I am shocked that he let them film him do this. And then make a documentary out of it. Because it is it never shows him in a good light. Ever. He is so delusional that I, I guess he's, when he watches this, he must be like, yeah, 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 I am the victim here. And he is not. 
Not by a Ugh. long shot. Yikes. You gotta watch it. Like, I, I, yeah, I it's yeah. so good. It is so juicy. There's wonderful right. characters. Um, there's other Jizos, because at one point he's like, this is a, re- they're, they're trying to target me. Because no one in the neighborhood wants him to do this giant light display, because at least he is a little forthcoming, saying like, hey, look, um, I got into trouble with the city because I did this at where I used to live, at my old house, and I kind of got in trouble because I didn't have permits or any of that stuff. Um, but we live outside of the city, so I don't have to worry about any of those rules and regulations here. And I know I have this, like, homeowners association stuff, and there's a lot of stuff out there that says I shouldn't be able to do this, but I'm a law and if you don't let me do this, I'm going to sue you guys to oblivion. So let me do this. Do you want to help? No. Uh, I'm only touching the surface of the bullshit this guy did God. to these horrible people harassing them. Ugh, I hate him. I hate yeah, him. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, but then you got the neighbors and there, there's one lady that has like silver blue hair that she dyed or purple. Um, she's a great character. There's just a whole bunch of, and his wife at the very beginning, she's like, I, I, where I lived, it was super rural. And I I, th- I fantasized about having neighbors. I know that sounds weird. I know that's strange. But just the idea of having a neighbor that's just there, just around, and you can be friends with them. I wanted that. And we lost that when my husband went insane. I, I'm paraphrasing for her, but you can read between the lines. At our yeah. old house. And now we've basically got kicked out of the neighborhood. And now we're moving into a new one. So all I really want is to have nice friend, friendly relations with my neighbors and it doesn't happen <sighs> you gotta watch it just yeah. guys watch yeah. it find yeah. it yeah. it is wonderful i just finished watching something i watched the latest episode of rivervale and oh. dude wild wild is this the new season yeah. with sabrina the teenage witch she's not there yet she's not there yet but well, she's coming um, yeah but la Girona did show up this episode Explain. What do you mean? Uh, we, we all know La Girona, yeah. um, the spooky ghost lady that takes children. Um, yeah. She was in this last episode, but don't worry, guys. In the end, uh, they defeated La Girona by uh, Tony uh, Tony Topaz um, sacrificed herself to La Girona to save her child. Oh. So, And then she gave her child to Betty, who's now going to raise um, Tony's child, I guess. Huh. Which is good because La Hirona also stole Betty's unborn baby. <laughs> How is that possible? Because uh, La Hirona can do that because she's a spooky ghost mom. So yeah, she literally stole Betty's unborn baby. Who was the dad? Archie. <gasps> In fact, that baby is all Betty have, has to rem- remember Archie now that Archie died. Did I mention Archie died in the last episode? A what? Oh yeah, yeah, Archie died. How did he die? Oh, um, all the townspeople of Rivervale, um, like, <laughs> sacrificed him and ripped out his heart as a sacrifice to the spirits so that, like, um, all the evils would stop befalling them. So we are getting into, even though Sabrina's not there, the creepiness and weirdness of the occult is just like, all right, we're there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild. We're there. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So is he dead dead? I'm guessing he may come back as a zombie or something or like I mean, he's one of the he's Sabrinas dead. will bring him back from hell or something. Does Archie, Archie go to hell or heaven? Archie died in the last episode. Tony died in this episode. I don't know who dies next week, but uh, it's pretty wild on Rivervale. Hmm. Or why are you saying Rivervale in particular? Hmm? What, what do you mean? What? We all know the show Rivervale takes place in the city of Rivervale. <laughs> do they say Rivervale? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so this isn't Riverdale. This is a separate thing. This is Riverdale. So when's the script gonna flip? What happened? <laughs> um, that ain't my Archie or Betty. It's so fucking weird. 
But does it continue the story as if it if it was the continuation well, was, of the story? Well, but the, it kind of because the thing is, the last season ended with uh, Archie and Betty um, finally got together, and mm-hmm. they were uh, they were in Archie's bed about to have sex. Um, but Hiram Lodge had put a like a t- literal ticking time bomb in Archie's room that was about to explode, and that's that was the season uh, cliffhanger. Um, everyone dies, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so then we start off this season, and Archie's like, oh, I had this weird dream that I lived in a town called Riverdale. Called Riverdale? That's weird. Um, but then all this witch shit's happening, and, like, all the kind of evil magics. Also, um, Jughead's girlfriend was possessed by a ghost for a little bit and almost murdered him, um, because he was being weird. Uh, a lot of shit's going on. In Rivervale. In Rivervale. So they fucking Dallas this shit, where yeah. Archie we're, woke up well, six seasons like, in. We're in this weird <laughs> parallel universe now, we're, and also each episode starts with Jughead basically doing um, Twilight Zone narration about Rivervale. It's kooky. It's kooky as fuck, and I am there for it. This, okay. I also, mean, I, also um, Cheryl has basically started a witch school of young girls. Oh, okay. Sold. This is amazing. Yeah, it's it's great. Like, I just gotta jump, jump on this season. train. Jump I, on I know, this season. I say that every time, and I do watch a couple episode or two, but it, I always... Like, the CW app and the way to watch it isn't always at my fingertips like everything else is, and I get distracted. But I don't think I can get distracted from witch schools, Twilight Zone recaps, and then Archie being sacrificed for the good of the town. Yeah, like literally everyone in town was like, "Yeah, we're just, we're gonna kill Archie to get rid of to I mean, get makes rid sense of like to me. you know all of, all of our of our problems." I mean, okay, cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> but then next episode, like immediately, like we got Lucky Rona running around. And Archie's just not there? Just to yeah, make sure, Archie he's is dead. dead. Archie he's is dead. dead. Ain't the only thing back. he left behind was that baby for Betty. But now, Snatched. not even that. So, um, I guess to turn from the occult, other things that I've been watching is we've been marathoning um, bad Hallmark and uh, Christmas movies. Nice. And even Christmas movies um, from other networks. And... I don't know what Netflix is doing except building a a metaverse of Christmas movies mm. because we watched one called A Castle for Christmas. It's new this this season, Brad. It was released in 2021, just a few days ago. It stars uh, Brooke Shields, uh, and I don't remember his name, but it's the guy who was um, what is that? What is that movie? The princess is named Buttercup. He's some kind of swashbuckler guy. Oh, Carrie Elway? Fred Savage is a child. Yes. Princess Bride? Yeah, he is a duke, and she is a famous uh, romance novelist, or novelist, I guess, with romantic uh, undertones. And she goes on the Drew Barrymore show, Brad, and Mm -hmm. she um, is questioned to why she killed one of her darlings that everyone was upset about. The last book, um, she's... She's rich, like super rich because of these books, and she killed the heartthrob in one of them. And she has a little um, episode, we'll say, where she just freaks out on Drew Barrymore and the audience who's sad and um, goes into graphic depictions of how she could have killed this character. She hates it. Everyone speculates it's because her divorce went through. Finally, her husband left her. So to get back to her roots, she goes back to the castle that her dad always talked about, her grandfather talked about, I don't remember. That's uh, in Scotland. And she is going to buy it because it's up for sale. And she has all, she's super rich. And then she meets this duke who's on hard times and the castle's in disrepair and he has to sell it. And let me tell you, Brad, they butt heads. But at the end of it, they all learn to love again. And it's pretty great. 
It holds up. Netflix does Hallmark movies better than Hallmark does because Hallmark is garbage now. Like all the ones we watch is just bad. They they're so lazy that they use the same script font for all the titles across uh-huh. the Hallmark movies. Yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, not cool. That's bullshit. Nah. Um, and they're just not they're not good. This is fun. I mean, this is at least fun enough that it carries through and it makes more sense. Plus, there's a castle involved and. It's it's interesting, but in the middle of it, we see characters from I think Princess Switch three. Whoa! Because we have the butler from Princess Switch one and two, and even though he kind of turned over a new leaf in the second one, he shows up in the third one with someone else, and I'm like Netflix. I think this has to do with Princess Switch 3. And they come into town and they get like a hotel room and you think, okay, this is a round where we do like the second act. So I can see how they'd introduce this character here and this might throw a wrench into things. They're never mentioned again. We never see them. It's a tiny scene where they come in and it's like, hey, this looks like a cool little inn at this place. That's the castle, right? (laughs) Never see him again. If you didn't know about the extended universe of Netflix Christmas movies, you'd be like, what the fuck was that shit? Wild. <laughs> um, it's pretty weird. Like, it, it's an awkward movie. But other than that, it's, it's, it's a fun Christmas movie, I would say. Um, so I, I went I went to IMDb to see, you know, th- what this movie was. And mm-hmm. um, it, it gave me some other um, more like this options. Oh. Um, so I, I don't know if you've heard watched any of these. A Boy Called Christmas? Not seen it. Uh, Princess Switch 3, of course. Haven't seen it yet, but I will. Yeah, definitely. We'll watch it for the show. Yeah. Um, David and the Elves? Don't know what that is. And the last one, The Claus Family. Uh-oh. Um, let me read you the description of The Claus Family. Okay. After discovering his grandfather is Santa Claus, Jules has to help him deliver his presents all around the world. But Jules' hatred for Christmas might make that more difficult than Santa thought. <laughs> What, like, huh? If your grandpa's Santa Claus, like, why do you hate Christmas? First of all, why are you a kid that hates Christmas? That's weird. Like, that's like a holiday for you. Like, how you hate Christmas? That's weird. Um, but like, also, how do you not know your grandfather's Santa Claus? And like, how do you hate Christmas when when your parents clearly must know that grandpa's Santa Claus? Don't, don't like the parents help like foster like a love of Christmas since like literally grandpa's fucking Santa Claus? Even if for some reason there was like no kid of mine's gonna know his grandfather who was always absent on Christmas because he's Santa Claus and, you know, he delivered toys to everyone in the world and there's magic involved. It doesn't matter. My dad is jaded and now I'm also jaded. The second, that all gets melted away when you realize that magic is real and that Santa Claus is real and oh fuck, his bloodline runs through me. I am set to inherit magic. No one's going to be upset about that. There might be a, maybe a day where you're like, I don't know, mixed feelings, and then you're just on board. Right? Um, like, am I wrong I, there? Okay, I've I've got... So, you know, sometimes you go on IMDb and there's like a different summary. Uh-oh. Um. All right, here's another shade to this. <laughs> Jules Claus doesn't like Christmas. First of all, wait a minute. So is he just funny on this? All right, whatever. After his father died last year, he no longer wants anything to do with it. While his mother is working, Jules is spending lots of time in his grandfather's toy shop. One day he finds a magic snow globe, which takes him to the farthest parts of the world. He discovers something out of the ordinary. His grandfather is the real Santa Claus. (laughs) But your name is Claus! Your your parents- your mom works in the toy shop, and you found a magic globe! Like, what? How did this stupid kid not put it together? I'm adding this to my list on Netflix. 
and I will watch this and get to the bottom of it. Ah, very strange. Wow. Followed by The Claws Family 2. No. There's, there's a sequel. Well, then some of these princesses have to show up in this. They probably know, land I, on the I, castle in a castle for Christmas for all I know. Oh, yeah, this is a yeah, yeah, Netflix, Netflix, man. I just looked it up. Yeah. Well, Jules Claus has embraced Christmas again and is getting ready for the busiest time of the year together with Grandpa. Everything seems to be go- going according to plan until Jules, re- Jules receives a very special letter with an intriguing question. <gasps> Mystery. What could the question be? <gasps> did you know you, Did you know your grandpa is a fake Santa Claus? Huh? <laughs> what? Weird. <laughs> Weird. Weird. If anyone's watching these movies, please let us know. What's yeah, this all about? Please. Me. Uh, another thing I would recommend, um, just because I've I've been enjoying it, though I know I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, they recently released a documentary, kinda, uh, about the Beatles uh, recording their last album. Essentially, they I think it's called Get Back, um, but essentially they were going to record this album in the span. They were going to write and record this in the span of like two weeks, which is insane to think about, especially for musicians at all, even if you were the Beatles. But they were going to film it all and do like a TV show or like a movie documenting it all. Um, but they didn't for obvious reasons. Like the Beatles, basically this was their last album and they went on to get like break up not too soon after that. And you can kind of tell why during the documentary, which is great. <laughs> but it is so raw and it's fucking long. It's eight hours long. Whoa. And of course the director of this or the person who went through all this footage and uh, I barely took a, a, a blade to the footage, I'm assuming, is Peter Jackson, the guy who gave us the insane little long, the 16 hour Lord of the Rings movies. I don't know how much that, I'm sure that's not really an exaggeration. And then the, his the equally long Hobbit been, movies. His whole career has been like, hey, how long can I get people to watch a movie? <laughs> Let's, let's see if I can tweak that a little bit. Yeah. No, it's his it, fault. It's his fault that movies are all long. So now it's like, just how much of the Beatles can people take? <laughs> but it is such a raw video of these guys creating music. And for that, it is very fascinating. Plus you get like the, it was in the 70s. So you have that going on. Mm-hmm. You, you see Yoko there at every rehearsal, just hanging out with John. And you're like, oh, I know what's going on there. And it's just great. All these nice. people coming in, like talking to them. And you get to see, one, again, you are as good as the people who edit you and try to reel you in sometimes. Because there were some ideas they throw out in some songs and you're like, and people are honest with them. Like, no, that's not a good idea. At one point, they decide that actually what they're going to end up doing is at the end of this, they're going to record their new album uh, like a live for like a television event. Um, because they haven't performed live in many, many years, mainly because when John Lennon said we're bigger than God, the media turned against them and there were all kinds of protests and backlash uh, at their concerts. They're like, guys, we just can't do this. We're rich. Why the fuck are we doing this? Wow. We've we've done so much already. So they kind of rushed this album. And again, I've only gotten through like I want to say half of the first episode, but it's so interesting. And if 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 you like watching people create music, or like the Beatles, or just want to see people creating stuff, or maybe trying to get their their magic back because their relationships are obviously getting strained at this point. Wonderful. Like it is it is cool to watch. Nice. Nice. I mean, but it's only a Pete documentary, though. Like, I mean... No, we still got to think about what... Do we watch Pete first and then uh, Princess Switch? Oof. It's getting close. Do we do the Princess Switch for next episode? I... Not to talk shop. I mean, yeah, we're I in mean, the middle we, of a podcast, but... I mean, we may need to, yeah. 
It's not called the New Year's Switch, though no. I'm sure that could be a, a spinoff. Mm. Yeah, we should do Princess Switch next episode, guys. So, friends, get ready. Get re- I, listen, don't worry. We'll get to Mayor Pete. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get to Mayor Pete. So everyone that's already watched it, just chill. Keep your notes at hand. Yeah. It's more time for you to send us your thoughts about the Mayor Pete documentary <laughs> for when we watch it, which we will definitely do. Yeah. Definitely going to do that. We got the check right here. Mm-hmm. Alex wrote it himself. Yeah. Let that give you comfort that we will be watching the Mayor <laughs> Pete documentary at some point. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brad, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I I feel like I should talk about my road trip experience. Um, because after we recorded the podcast the last time I was on, I know you said you and Tammy and Dan recorded last week. Haven't heard that yet because mm-hmm. this is the magic of the podcasting. Um, but I had to take a break one the Thanksgiving holiday, and I was going to be traveling, uh, or we were going to travel to visit, uh, like I said, my wife's sister. But I got a call after the next day after the podcast, and I got the the, the sad news that my grandfather had died. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear it, friend. I, I appreciate your sympathies, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, it, so just to give you an idea, I, I guess it wasn't shocking to me because my grandfather had had many heart attacks over the course of his life. He had one before I was born, I think, and then he had a few and he's had little heart attacks. So if anything was going to kill him, it was going to be a heart attack. He's just had heart problems. So how how he died um, was he was basically having another mini heart attack. And they called an ambulance for him. Uh, my father and my sister were there and they were like, all right, well, let's go to the hospital with you. We'll go with you. And he's like, don't worry about it. You guys stay here. It's fine. How many of these do I have? They happen all the time. <laughs> You stay here with grandma and make sure she's okay because she's actually not feeling too well um, for lots of things. Um, related to COVID, actually, I, I did not know this, but she actually had pretty severe complications from COVID. No one tells me this in my family. Because oh, yeah. um, I, I don't know why they don't because they we talk and you think they bring it up, but oh, don't worry, Alex. Worry me. I'd like to know when people that are in my family have health issues. So they were going to stay with her. And they're like, all right, good luck. Hours later, the hospital calls and says, he's dead. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, sadly, my grandfather just, yeah, I, I, he finally got got by the heart attacks, I guess. Um, so I get that information. We drive, we, we change our plans for traveling. So we decide to go down and spend some time with the family. Um, I'm going to be involved in the funeral. And then we're going to go over then to my wife's sister's house, spend Thanksgiving there, and then leave early, earlier than we thought and come back here and just kind of hang out. So from a from a timing perspective in all occasions, it actually kind of worked out well because um, it gave us time when we got back to slowly put up some Christmas decorations and stuff and make it a, a nice, happy thing. We had a little bit more time with her sister and an adorable. She lives outside of uh, North Carolina. There's a little town. I don't remember the name of it. That feels like a little it has like a little town square and it actually has like a really cute used bookstore and all kind of like it's awesome. Like it feels like nice. it comes from a Hallmark movie, to be honest. And that was cool to kind of explore that and just kind of hang out and then watch a lot of bad Christmas movies and just play games and have all the have everyone hang out with families and cousins in a, in a jovial time after uh, funeral stuff. Nice, nice. So also, this is the first time that we decided to travel with our dog. We've never taken her with us. We'd always have like pet sitters. Um, there's someone we found that she loves and it's basically like a pet holiday where she hangs out with a lot of other dogs. So we weren't sure how it was going to go. And for the most part, great. 
in the car a model puppy just nice. set between we bought her a car a doggy car seat which is basically just a large bed with like a thing to sew your leash so you don't go flying if something crazy happens and like it's padded so you just sat in there and she would just look around and just sit and be a nice little puppy and there Aww. and she would sleep a lot of the time and then just wake up um uh, very wonderful on that it was a little rough at night sometimes in the hotels because dogs and hotels don't mix just throwing that out maybe some of them do some of them don't sure um and you gotta get some of that pet CBD and knock them out. <laughs> I, I seriously might have to do that next time. Uh, the hotel we stayed in the mountains was like one big room. It, it kind of seemed like it was sectioned off, but the other hotel we stayed at, uh, we got upgraded randomly. So it was back to like the, the two bedroom suite. So there was places for the dog to go to feel like comfortable and secluded. And it wasn't as crazy as just like one giant open room. She could not handle that. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of weathered a few nights of uh, unrest because the dog was just freaking out. But other than that, a model puppy. Nice. Um, my sister-in-law's puppy is not a model puppy. And we'll leave it at that. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was not as it was not as clean. Uh, big dogs, man. Bigger dogs boy. with little tiny dogs. Because my puppy is small. Yeah. It just doesn't work sometimes. And it worked most of the time. They were okay. But sometimes they got too riled up and... Um, it, it, it got weird, um, but we'll, we'll leave that at that. Mm. So let's let's talk a little bit about the weird things that happened when I was back in my hometown, our hometown, uh, for a funeral. One, all kinds of old people coming out of the woodwork. Interesting. All kinds of family coming out of the woodwork. I forgot about some of my family drama, about people who had divorced, but that were still friends with my grandparents. People who weren't necessarily blood related to us, but still were f- super good friends with my grandparents, but not with their ex uh partners sure showing up to this funeral and darts being thrown across the room with eyes Ooh. I didn't didn't even didn't even enter my mind that was possible a whole bunch of really old dudes being uh, like pallbearers that should not be <laughs> uh. <laughs> old people who one guy was shocking. He was a friend of my grandfather since they were in high school, which was a long time ago. My grandfather died and he was in his late 80s. And this guy was barely together. His wife was the person that was like holding him together, like b- b- literally moving him into the direction he <laughs> needed to go. And I'm serious. And he was right there behind the by the casket, just holding it. Uh, must have been um, doing nothing. I just want to say for the record, Alex, um, when I die, you are not required to be a pallbearer. Because I, I don't want to have that kind of a funeral thing going on because it's weird. It um, is weird. <laughs> but I do want you um, to perform some sort of sort of feat of strength in your 80s. So that is a requirement. <laughs> you just don't have to do it at a funeral. Noted. Noted. So, see, that makes sense. I the formula of a funeral is fucking strange, and I've I've never I've never been on the side. My other grandfather is dead, but because of work related things and life related things, I was not able to go to his funeral, which. To this day, I regret not doing. I should have just been like, fuck, fuck capitalism. Fuck this job. If you don't let me off, fuck you. Like, what are you talking about? I have a relative that is dead. I should have yeah. gone. Um, so I wasn't going to miss this one because I was like, I got to I got to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't get what happens. I've never been in a, I would say the immediate family to someone who has died before. Like my great grandmother died, and but there were a lot of us. So I didn't get the weird um, I'm going to say bougie experience of being a first related person and what that meant. 
Yeah. So I had to, we were on casket watch, meaning I had to be up there with everyone else and people had to come and give us their condolences. Um, there was a moment, we I had a separate section to sit at in the funeral place. Like, because they did everything dead at the funeral home. I also realized that for some reason, obviously my, my family was grief stricken. Um, all of the responsibilities of actually planning this, unfairly, I would say, went to my sister which she did not tell me until we were on the way down there. She's like, are you almost here? And I'm like, well, yeah, we're on our way. She's like, good. Because I've had to plan this entire thing by myself, basically, because everyone else is MIA. They just are like, whatever you want to do. Well, it's not whatever I want to do. I don't want to do it. Who else wants, you know, it's whatever you want to do, Alex's sister. And she's like, they're driving me fucking crazy. (laughs) Not even making choices. So the nightmare she must have experienced for that. I bet, it, I bet Katie's good under pressure, though, in that sort of a situation. True. Now, granted, she is a high school teacher. Yeah. Um, P.S., by the way, I got a lowdown on our old high school who that had fallen from grace if it was ever there. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we already went to the Redneck High School. Well, so there's been an about face, and our old alma mater, Southside, is now one of the best high schools there is that isn't the private it is actually the best high school next to the private school um and it's still not great um, because (laughs) the other schools they do something there's like a rating system she explained it to me but i want to say it's a five out of five or like a 4.5 out of five and all the other high schools are like a two or a two Whoa. point something like they have fucking off Yikes. the fucking radar except for the one private school um wow. i guess the magnet school that's still and she explained why but it's like a lot of it has to do with like violence and kids just like no like just i don't even know how they keep teachers there other than well i don't know how she said that at her school they have a hard time even finding substitutes teachers often have to cover for other teachers especially during covid times she's like this is just insane um so she did she was able to take off work to do it so there you go but yeah if you're a teacher you're under all kinds of pressure and stress um at a level five school um whatever the fuck that means i know it's the highest in jackson but it's jackson so who knows what that is um i i at one point, I was kind of floating around the funeral, and I went back to the, the cafeteria area in the funeral home, and all of my grandfather's friends, who had he hung out with like all the time, were back there, just being old dudes, finding finding wherever there's a hot cup of coffee and just sitting down <laughs> and just chilling. <laughs> That's some real old people shit. Yeah, right it really there. is. Where's their, oh, is there food? Cool. Is there coffee though? I got to get my coffee in. Um, you want to come down and get some coffee? Well, let's sit down and talk for a second and get some coffee. Um, so I talked to him for a minute about like what they did, what was going on, how long they'd done my grandfather and stuff. And it was interesting. Most of them couldn't, I mean, they were super old. So <laughs> there was only so far that conversation could go, but it was interesting. Um, someone ran into a telephone pole in the parking lot and totaled their car and almost knocked the telephone pole down onto multiple cars yikes. and it was a big deal yikes they had to they had to uh, evacuate all the cars from the area so they were like hey we're sorry about this this is very weird haven't had this happen before we need certain people in these cars to come out and move their cars because the telephone pole might fall down the woman, I will not say anything else about the woman who ran into the telephone pole, though she is a family friend, and it does not surprise me in the slightest that she ran into a telephone <laughs> pole at a funeral. <laughs> she is also not old, which I will oh, say. Oh, that's I mean, she's older. She's right. older than us, friend, but she's not in her 80s. Oh. And when asked if she had insurance, 
she looked at the person at the funeral home and said, showed, her, showed the man her, her hands and said, look at the diamonds on these hands. I have insurance. Which was a weird thing to say. And the guy was like, wow. It was a weird, it was a weird funeral. Yikes. The weird thing for me on a personal note, um, I know that my grandfather lived before I was alive, but hearing the stories about, because he would told us a lot of stories about his life, and, and there was a lot of photographs that I had never seen where I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is that story he told me. I had no idea how young he was when he told me the story. In my mind, he was always just younger, and I've never seen this, essentially a piece of plywood that they warped and put a engine on the back and basically made a kind of jet ski ish thing before those existed and took their life into their hands every time they went on the river in this thing. I never saw a picture of that until this. I was like, oh fuck, that is incredibly dangerous. It's surprising he lasted this long from that alone. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, all kinds of pictures of things like also seeing the older old people here, young in these pictures, Mm -hmm. uh, not being like pointed in a direction by their wife and then like kind of nudged. (laughs) But they told a lot of stories that um, from the time before I was alive, um, which was great. It was cool to hear that stuff. Sure. Um, and it was, that was interesting. Uh, they didn't tell too much about, I would say, I don't know. There were things I was like, we should have, we should have workshopped this more. Now I know that my sister put this together over the course of a couple of days. I get that. But if I had been here, there would have been a few things I would have changed. (laughs) Maybe more stories added. (laughs) Katie, I've got some notes. I do have some notes. Just to get, when we do this again, and we'll have to, I mean, that's life. Eh, Maybe you bring me in a little bit earlier. So yeah, we, I was in a funeral procession. That was weird. Um, because I, everyone stopped for us because it's the South and people still do that. And the police basically just escorted us through every red light and traffic light. And we made a beeline for the funeral, uh, like at the cemetery. Super weird. Um, I mean, appreciated, but also kind of strange. Um, I'm trying to think. So another thing that was weird was my grandfather retired from the Navy, um, which I knew, but it was before I was alive, so it's whatever. The Navy was there, Brad, and they did the pageantry that is customed of someone who's retired is, and some of it, I, I mean, if you, if, if, if you didn't know anything about the U.S. military, the pageantry would get you swept up in it because it is very... I, I could see how people... Why people were crying and freaking... Like, getting very emotional about this. Um, but it's hard when, you, when you're when you an adult that understands... Yeah, the military <laughs> complex is gross and, and horrible. Sure. Um, um, and there's some awesome stories. F- again, Katie, uh, some things... We should have worked in some of those Navy stories. <laughs> the funeral, because there's some good ones. There's some good ones. Um, but... Um, yeah, there were two people there. They from the from the navy. Uh, one of them had a trumpet, and they played taps f- during the, the ceremony. Um, they folded a flag. They presented it to my father. It was like on behalf. I was right beside him. They, and the woman said, as, as as she and they were all moving very robotically when they did everything, which was kind of funny if you think about it. But <laughs> I mean, I think they could be smoother than. I don't know why we do. Um, but they said, "Sir, on behalf of the President of the United States," and I'm like, "Joe Biden." <laughs> Hey, come on, man. <laughs> and I look around I, thinking, I, I know he's not going to be there, but, I, you know. know I, when you're with the, when you put the, and you put the motor on the, and you're going to make the, because you want, and on the water, all, all, when you, when you, when you made the, 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 the fast, fast ski, fast ski on, I, I, I uh, man, I want to, and, and go, man, and go. <laughs> 
Uh, P.S. There is a Build Nye TikTok that has Joe Biden in it. Uh, he goes to the White House and he's like, hey guys, this infrastructure bill is cool, but one of the coolest things about it is we're going to be upgrading, again, I'm not sure how much of this is smoke, uh, upgrading uh, thing infrastructure and that also means electric cars and getting rid of fossil fuels. And then Joe Biden like meanders in from the side and he's like, what's up, buddy? Uh, and, and they talk for a minute and, and Joe is <laughs> seems confused and yeah. at one point they bill's talking to him and bill's like the way he's talking to him is great like he's an entertainer like he is uh there's a reason why he's built not the science guy and the way he engages with him cracking jokes and and, and, and joe's laughing but at one point joe's kind of like like not confused but just kind of like tuckered out <laughs> and, and and they and they they go from like the wide shot to like a tight shot on him and, and joe is like looking at bill and he's like shaking his head and he looks at the cam bill joe looks at the camera and kind of like smiles and winks like you know i'm getting tired and i don't have much longer <laughs> and they leave it in they leave it in <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. And I'm pretty sure he does say the word Mac in it. Um, so Joe wasn't at my grandfather's funeral. Asshole. And honestly, friend, oh, that is not good for he your re-election outlook. You could have some coffee with the guys. Could have coffee with the guys. Um, but they give my father the flag and it's like on behalf of the United, for the president of the United States of America and the entire armed forces and some other people, which I forgot. Um, we want to thank you for your f grandfather's service or your father, because this is my dad, your father's service and, you know, dedication to this country and sacrifice. And he'll be met like some other planet, like just other things. And yeah, that's, that was it. But still kind of weird. Uh, and again, watching the old people struggle to get my grandfather's casket to the, to the gravesite was what it was. But the guy who was one of the funeral uh, people said, hey, do you want to lock your grandfather into the casket? Because at this point, I had not really done much of anything other than be there for the family. And like, and I'm like, what? And he's like, here, take this. They call in, this a key. In, in case in case the stake that we put in his heart comes unplugged <laughs> and he awakens. <laughs> thirsty for human blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a heart condition so much as it was like a, a vampire virus. Look. Could have been like Hamthropy too. Who knows? But you want to? You want to be the person to lock him in here? Mm. So because he's gonna be mad when he gets out. No. Um, so he At says, the "Look, Raccoon City funeral home." <laughs> so it's not a key. He says they call it a key. It's just a crank, and it's essentially the thing that screws in to like basically seal him. You have to have a crank to open it up because they screw you in because yeah. then when cast is coming open and stuff like that. So I pop it in, and it takes a lot longer than I would think to like lock him in. But I do it. And he says, you want to see something kind of cool? We don't do this anymore because everything's on the internet. But on this other side of, uh, on the other side of the casket, he unscrews something and he opens, and there's just like a, a long vial. And he's like, what we used to do is we take a copy of the obituaries and we would roll them up and put them in here so that if anyone looked at the casket, they would be able to know who it was. We don't do that anymore. And they just cruise it back in. But I still need to know that people did that and that... Uh -huh. And at that point, I was always like, okay, stop. Katie, have you done anything? <laughs> because of course you put something in there. I was like, if you gave yeah. the option, if I knew about this, I would have put it in there. Maybe yeah. even a picture. Why not? Who knows the future? Put a riddle in there. Ooh, see? That would have been amazing. You should have brought me in. You should have brought me in. Katie, yeah. what were you thinking? Guys, you really need to you need to workshop your, your funerals. You're going to want to. Keep him out of the ground an extra two days, trust, because we'll work wonders in those two days. Mm. Maybe Ramjack should open a funeral uh, consulting business. Just Guys, throwing that I, out. I just accepted a job. I, I'm, I'm accepting a new job. Yeah. Let us plan your funerals. So 
oh god, a murder mystery at a funeral. Would that be in poor taste? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> depends, on the, it be... depends on the cause of death. <laughs> You'd have to have be a certain type of, like, I would say family to roll with that. But hey, who knows? The options are open. Mm. So we put him in the ground. We're dismissed. My sister looks at her cell phone and says, well, that's weird. Uh, I've got a notice from my bank that my credit cards were stolen. Hmm. And I'm like, well, how are they stolen? Don't you have them on you? Yeah, I think so. Check. Yeah, well, they're just, oh, wait, where's my purse? Oh, I must have left it in the car. You think someone stole your purse? No. Who would do that at a funeral? Ladies and gentlemen, my sister's purse... The woman who orchestrated this thing was stolen in the middle of the funeral. It could have been when they were playing taps. Alex, Navy, I have had, I have, where were you? I have so many questions about this, and I, I didn't send them to you immediately because I was like, well, I don't know if this is the right time because this had just occurred when you messaged me about it. Um, and I was like, well, we'll give it a couple of days before I, I, I launch my full investigation. Uh, what? How? How did this um, happen? There are other things that I'm remembering now that I'll I'll I'll, I'll I, 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 wait, I just would like to I would like to propose two 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 before you say anything else I would like okay, to propose okay. two theories. All right. One, there's some fucking monster that this is their plan. This is what they do. They steal shit at funerals, which is like the worst person imaginable. Option two, inside job. Someone in your family's a thief. <laughs> to be honest, I kind of wish it was the second one. I mean, it's much more likely. Well, it isn't, because mm -hmm. the truth is the first thing that you said. Oh, oh, I don't um, like that. And what we learned later is that this has happened before with other funerals. Whoa. At the same cemetery. So that's no good. I will say this. When we arrived at the cemetery, there were some characters in the cemetery itself that I thought, I don't know if this is on the up and up. Mm. Now I, well, my sister also always locks her doors and I lock my doors because of the soda incident when, in Jackson, which I think I've talked about on the show before. Um, and so does my father as a result. So there you go. But my sister was distraught. Like our grandfather just died yeah. and she had done all this planning, which again could have been better. But at the same time, I love you, my sister. Um, but she's not even thinking like we're just there and we're yeah. just getting out and we're just trying to get through this. Um, Oh God, I remember your other stuff. Okay, quick aside before we go back into this. At one point, they closed the curtain at the funeral and they're like, family, this is your private time with your dead relative. And again, I love my family so much. Um, I don't know if it's appropriate to poke a dead body when you're paying your respects over the casket. Weird. <laughs> Weirder? Um, the person who did this, I'm not going to call them out. Uh, they know who they are if they ever listen to this. Weirder, after they, they poked my grandfather, touched him. They were like, huh, that's weird. He's softer than the other guy. My other <laughs> grandfather. What? <laughs> Which I said, at that point, I was like, I said, <laughs> is there a what? spreadsheet somewhere? <laughs> I questioned it and she said, yeah, when your other grandfather died, when you touched him, he was like solid. But your grandfather, the one here and dead before you, is just as soft as if he was alive. That's why we gotta lock him in. <laughs> That's why you need to lock him in. Something was on that on the up and up. <laughs> um, if I had condemned my grandfather to at least a short term live for living as the undead inside of this casket, I apologize. I am sorry. You know, he, he could have taken out that purse thief. But how could I have known? No one told me these things. Anyway, um, so that was weird. <laughs> Just for the record, I did not poke my grandfather to confirm he was soft because <laughs> that's strange. 
But <laughs> wild. You know, you know. Um, he's also survived by his sister, which I forgot, I did not know was alive. Um, so that was interesting. I mean, I knew she had been alive, but it's been so long, I don't, I don't. So back to the caper. We go back to the car. My sister's like, my purse is gone. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's call the police. Then you call your credit card company and we'll get this, we'll get this sorted. The director, she goes back to kind of look, well, maybe I left it over there by the casket. She goes back over there. The, the cemetery director is there, other people. And the cemetery director is distraught. She runs over to the car. I'm so sorry this happened again. Oh, she's like a couple of months ago, we, some guys did this again. They did this and it was so horrible. I mean, who does this and it happened again? We should have got those cameras installed. In, inside job, inside and job. That, well, that's when I was like, all right, something's going on. I remember the people with the shades that were looking at, and maybe they could have been curious of the funeral, like rubbernecking on the, sh- uh, like at a cemetery, but at the same time, meh. There's certain outfits that you're like, you're not coming to spend time to pay respects to your uh, loved ones. Maybe they were though, because it is Jackson in the South. I don't know. Um, I, I will go ahead and tell you what actually happened because I, I don't want to give too much suspense. I will also say this. We tried to call my parents who had already left. Couldn't get a hold of them for 15 minutes. Don't know what the fuck they were doing. They were just driving around, not answering their phone. Um, their children were stranded because my sister's purse was stolen. Her keys to her car were there in their purse. Hey. My sister's also diabetic. Her insulin was in the purse. Um, like this is a fu- this is a worst case scenario for her. Yeah. And it's the one time she doesn't lock her car. Um, so I'm like, okay, I know these stories happen. They could have just taken your wallet and ditched your purse in any one of these trash cans. That happens a lot because money is the most valuable thing. They probably didn't even go through it because they're kind of working on a limited time frame. Who knows? Um, or it could be somewhere else. Like we might be able to find your purse with your keys. So I start going to the trash cans and kind of looking in them. The funeral director's got the cops. She's like, I'm going to go up to the main thing until they get here. Uh, the cops do show up pretty quick and they have my sister's purse. And they're like, hey, um, this was reported in the middle of the Kroger just down the road. And it was just abandoned in the middle of the parking lot. The cops did it. Uh Uh-huh. Well, so... Inside job between the cops and the funeral home director. (laughs) Everyone at the the cemetery, by the way, the people putting the dirt on top of my grandfather's grave, the, the people that... I guess are working there for other things are coming up and like, what happened? Everyone is asking what happened and what they can do to help. They can't do nothing other than maybe look for the purse. But the cops show up uh, and one cop always has his fingers in his vest like this. And he's not the one talking. The other one who's talking um, isn't doing that. And this guy, he's also chewing gum with his mouth open, which is super fucking weird. Um, But this guy, the the main cop talking to us isn't. He's like, hey, look, is this your purse? We just found it at the Kroger abandoned. Um, And my sister says, yes, it is. So she looks through there and her insulin's still there. Everything is there but her wallet. And we're like, that's cool. She's already called her credit card companies at this point uh, and taking care of that. When I drive back with her, everything's fine. Her keys are in there, like I said. Uh, And thankfully, also, the jewelry my grandfather had on, which they took off of him. um, Oh, my God. Yeah, that was like... When she realized that that was in the purse, she almost broke down. Like, she was almost, like, that was the last straw for her. But thankfully, we got all that back, and they didn't rummage through. They just grabbed her wallet and threw it. Uh, And they did try to use it at Kroger. Um, They used both of her credit cards. Uh, She also had checks in there, so she had to cancel all of those. It was weird. 
Um, checks. Checks? I, I also questioned that. I was like, why the fuck are you carrying checks with you? Well, I need checks sometimes. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, you know you do, and you need, like, one. Like, you don't, you shouldn't take those. Because she even said, I was like, well, if you have checks at home, you can cancel the ones that you had there. Because she's like, what am I going to do with our credit cards? And I was like, obviously, we can float you money. Duh. But also, you can write yourself a check and cash it with your other checks that were stolen. And she says, but who takes a check? And I'm like, well, then why do you carry them? Yeah. I know this is not the right time to say this, but you shouldn't carry them to begin with. <laughs> Um, we just got, we've got some notes, all right? We've got yeah, some notes. Look, lover, I, look, li- yeah. Been with her since the beginning. Sis, there's some notes I got. Um, so, but yeah, this has happened before. And what they think happened and what adds up, because the funeral home guy was calling us. Um, there's also something that's kind of funny and weird about that that I'll go into in a second. He, he, he was blowing up my phone at one point and I was like, why the fuck is this guy calling me after the funeral? Like, what's up? So I answered and he's like, hey, I'm not talking to the cops. Just so you know, um, the car that pulled in behind you, I noticed because he was also like telling people where the park and whatever, that they were not at the funeral with you. Like they were not guests of the funeral, but they came in with the procession as if they were. We were also the last car in the funeral procession. Um, they didn't seem shady at first, but I did know that they weren't there. And he has like a description of them and who they were. There was two guys, younger guys. And my sister said, interesting. She, she, she said this outside. I had a separate conversation with him and we put it together later. But while we were driving, she noticed that this car pulled in behind her and started riding with us. And she's like, who the fuck are these people? I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, because you're in the middle of it. So these guys trailed the funeral procession and just hit the first car that was in the, at the end of the line is what we think happened and they've done it before and they'll probably do it again because what's the odds of them um catching them an interesting moment my sister is very grateful to the police officers for finding her purse because they get life-giving insulin should be free shouldn't cost as much as it does but she's like this saved me so much like begging and pleading from my health insurance to get another vial of it to last before my next uh prescription or else i'd have to pay it out of pocket hundreds of dollars um, and at one point she says, she's trying to get his name to thank him. Cause she wants to be like, she says, excuse me, officer, what's your name? And him and the other officer visibly straighten up their backs and like their demeanor changes to more stern. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're at a funeral. Just because we asked your name, everything has been on the up and up. You have gotten nothing but praise from everyone. I've been quiet up to this point of like, thank you so much officers. We really appreciate this. And when my sister says, what's your name visibly, and he points to his name tag and says, it's this. Kind of short with her. God, not like, And it's not asshole. like... Those motherfucking pieces of shit. Can't for one guy... Go- oh, I hate him. I hate him. Just so you know, it isn't it's on our name tags because it's not necessarily visible as you're looking. It was very much, why the fuck do you want to know my name? Why the fuck do you want to know my name? And when she said, Mr. So-and-so, thank you. Like, genuinely thank you. He immediately softened. The guy chewing the gum kind of went... Like, he cocked his head to the side, like, ah, we thought it was going to be something else. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Ugh. Ugh, it chills up my spine. I mean, obviously, great. That shows the brilliant deductive capabilities of the fucking cops. Motherfuckers. Um, Just just looking to be a victim constantly, the goddamn fucking cops. Why? um, So you can attack me? What are you talking about, fucking dumbass prick? Dude, yeah, like, this is, read the situation. It... (sighs) impossible um, I, don't, just, I, don't, I don't like context clues fuck that shit <laughs> 
Not to scare everyone, but when you're at a funeral, especially at the cemetery, lock your fucking doors. Like, yeah. be on the lookout. Because one of the other guys working at the cemetery said, just look, I know when this happens, it's horrible. It happened to my wife about a year ago. This is- Exact same fucking thing. What the fuck? Lock your doors at a cemetery. Lock your doors all the time, but especially when you feel like you're an emotional compromise and you may not be thinking straight, automatic, just no matter what, gut, make it like a reaction, like almost like ah. instinct. Lock, 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 lock. People are out there. Mm. So it, that's what it was. Um, it was great to spend time with them. I, I, they, they really hit hard, especially my grandmother from an emotional perspective. But we were there having their grandkids there, uh, which they don't get to see that often, also helped liven the mood. Um, it was interesting. I I don't want to indulge, like personally indulge too much, but I will say from a personal note, more so than, I mean, obviously the podcast is a personal, I mean, it's, it is our lives in a way. <laughs> I mean, what else have we been? Yeah, we've been doing it for so long. There were certain moments during the weekend at my grandfather's and my grandmother's and grandfather's um, that were interesting. Um, one of them was going into someone's room after they were dead and just kind of seeing where they left things and what was there, which we've all experienced. Um, and it was just neat to see that. What was also weird is my grandfather, like many people in the South and maybe even other places, had a shed in the backyard that he would go to every once in a while, just kind of hang out and putter around in, I guess, and do things. It's, so my, I got, life dream, it's my life dream to have one. Um, his, I, I opened the door to it, and apparently no one had been in there in a while except for him. Uh, and his, the old straw hat that he used to wear all the time was there, like where he had left it, like I guess the day before, or like in the summer when he was, because it was kind of cold out there. Um, he normally kept a radio on, the radio wasn't on. But I went back there and... Um, it was weird. Like, it was weird because, one, he's also someone who has stuff from, like, a long time ago. So he bought a thing of shoe glue, uh, in the 80s, I think. Same bottle, same tube, still works. Why would I need to buy more shoe glue? I haven't used it all yet. I'm, I'm doing the toothpaste roll thing. I only use shoe glue sometimes. Vintage packaging of this stuff. And there's all kinds of stuff around here in this little shop like that. I mean, and I was like, this is a treasure trove for design, just fun packaging of things. Um, old VCRs, like a Betamax and a VH and a, v a VHS there and working and plugged in to like an old CRT monitor. I'm like, what's he... I know we have old home movies. Who knows what else was going on in that? You know, whatever. Um, but the weirder thing was there were wasps dead everywhere. Like he had had a battle over the summer with wasps in this little shed. I was like, this is fucking nuts. Um, until I turned around and on the wall was a giant wasp that was still alive. Ugh. And I'm like, how the fuck is this thing alive? Because it's super fucking cold right now outside. So it must have woken up from hibernation or was hibernating. But it was also big. Ah. Like this thing was two inch and it terrified me. My, my daughter was kind of like exploring this with me because I, she was just there. And she was like, what's going on? What's this? What's that? What's this? And I see this. I'm like, run. And she goes, ah, we both run out of the thing. We go back and the wasp isn't there. But dude, terrifying. Just kind of a random thing. Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my funeral experience. Wow. Um, Wild. And our Wild. old hometown. Wow. I mean, aside from funeral, how's, how's, how's Jackson? What's? Catfish Cabin is still there. <laughs> okay. All right. Did, did you partake? No, we, I, we, we did not go. We, we also tried to social distance as much as fucking possible, as much as you sure. can do. Like my, my children and my wife did not go to the funeral. Um, they're not vaccinated yet, so they wore their masks and they stayed with grandma, who also didn't go to the funeral. My grandmother was says like, I can't do this. She's like, I went to my mother's funeral. I can't go to my husband's funeral. Sure. Um, 
too emotional. I just can't do it. And let me tell you, that was the talk of everyone that was there, especially these old women who were gossiping and these, well, the old dudes were getting coffee and just talking about how old they were. Literally the conversation that they had when I walked in on them with. Um, but the old women were like, you know, it's shucks this happened to your grandmother, blah, 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 your grandfather. We love them. It's great. Where is your grandmother, by the way? Oh, she's back at home. Really? Why? I was like, well, you know, she's very emotional for her. Yeah, I, w I would be too. But she's not coming, huh? Super weird, Hi. catty, old woman bullshit. Um, and that was its own thing. My grandmother eventually, I guess, sent word through my through my wife through text, like, "Hey, tell everyone at the funeral, make an announcement to not come by her house to visit her to see how she is, because she doesn't want to see anyone. Because people would come to the funeral and maybe like come in for the visitation and then just go to her house and be like, we 'We're sorry this happened.' And she'd like, "Fuck off! I don't want to talk to anybody." No. Uh, which I understand. Um, so that was that. Other than that, just normal road trip stuff. Um, the only other thing I would say of note on the road trip was that I got my old Risk board game out and I took it with me. So I have it here now in Cincinnati. Nice. And I introduced Joey to Risk and he loved it. Nice. Um, and I introduced his cousin to it. And we had a Risk afternoon to which J Joey, my son, absolutely livid. <laughs> Taking it hard. Wanted Europe, blindly abandoned all other territories to take Europe, and I wouldn't let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. He did eventually conquer it, but we decided, it's like, okay, look, guys, what we're going to do, this is our last turn because we have to do something else or whatever, so we're, we're allowed to play through this before we have to do our next thing in the Thanksgiving uh, timeline. So this is your last turn, and I, I, I prefaced it, like, if you want, just because this is just a fun, friendly game, uh, you have to preface every risk game like that. Do whatever. If you want to ride it, you have all these armies here. See how far you can go. This is a time to kind of test, like, if I had done this, would I have been able to do, like, really push and see what would happen? Is it possible? Like, just fun, like, things. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to go all out just to let you know. So my turn was first, and I just went until I couldn't go anymore. So I exhausted everything down to one army, and I, I took some countries that, uh, I, against all odds, and it was not, Joey was not happy. He was like, what are you doing? You are crazy. You are crazy. His cousin just like wide-eyed looking at me, hand over his mouth, like, oh my God. Wow. But I went until I couldn't anymore and then watched them gleefully and joyfully participate with them as they took over pretty much every one of my countries because I left only one man there. Like yeah. I knew what I was doing. I wanted to get them kind of and get the concept of revenge. And they were just like rolling the dice. Just like, bet you regret it now, old man. <laughs> <laughs> moving armies in. Nice. And I was like, no! Like, I, I was acting it up to kind yeah. of do it. But they it gave them an awesome experience. That's awesome. I, <laughs> it was great. Um, but that was it. That was, uh, that was all the road trip fun. Nice. Uh, I was on the subject of games. I bought a new game recently and just played it with uh, Tammy and Dan and Josie over the weekend. It's called Ooh. Fun Employment. Um, Interesting. It's a it's a card game. It's so the gist of it is um, one person is the interviewer and uh, the other people are applying for a job and you get like card you get like four cards and these are your qualifications that you have to use and you can there's a there's a group of stuff in the middle of the table you can kind of switch out if you want to um, but uh, yeah and it's like weird stuff it's um, I think one was like a dating show contestant, uh, like a, a burglar. Um, it was, and uh, then you huh. get the wacky qualifications like a handlebar mustache. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. Uh, tentacles, I think, was one of them. Um, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. I also won that job. <laughs> but no, it was a good time. I, I highly recommend if anybody's looking for a fun party game. What's it called one more time? Fun Employment. Fun Employment. I'll look it up. Oh, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. It's, 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 it's a little more adult, so I don't know necessarily. I, I don't think I don't think it'd be good for the kids at this point. Oh but, no! But uh, you know, but you know, it's a it's sol- solid gift, solid solid party game. Nice. Yeah, it was a fun time. Fun time. Obviously, um, Thanksgiving um, solid for me as well. Um, nice. Did you know? Of course, did all the cooking. Uh, went over to Tammy and Dan's. We watched the dog show. Watched the end of the parade. Oh man! Ah, oh, it's good. My my heart longs for the days we were watching the dog show and the parade together. I, ah, it's good. I I streamed like the 2020 uh, just through YouTube onto the TV. There, people were like, "What is? Is this the parade?" I was like, "Well, it's the old one. The other one isn't on yet." But we never streamed the other one. And the dog show was a was a blip in my mind as I was taking over Western Europe and watching my uh, son squeeze his fists in anger. Um, but it was awesome. Like, who won this year? Um, it was a it was a it was a good dog this year. Oh, there was a trash dog. Um, it was also taking <laughs> the internet by storm. Um, there was this fucking dog. There was this fucking bulldog that I swear was not a bulldog, but in fact just a sack of soup that they just sloughed off onto a table. Like this dog was just like half asleep, just like a bucket of goo. Just like, bruh, I'm a bulldog. <laughs> bruh, I'm Winter the bulldog. Bruh, I mean. Uh, soupy dog? Lame. Was, yeah, no, it was ridiculous. So, uh, but the, the internet loved this dog, but man, this is, I mean, this dog, and this dog won best in non-sporting category, and, uh, I mean, certainly non-sporting is for his correct, this sack of soup. <laughs> I love this, this tweet. Winter the Bulldog won this category after this entrance, proving that you can win something even if you are asleep. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean... I definitely see the sack of soup, but not as bad as I thought, but still not, I, I would say not a winner. <laughs> not an overall winner by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, the, the dog that won this year is the same dog that won last year. It's uh, Claire, the Scottish Deerhound. Um, great dog. Also, I gotta say, there was some, like, there was some good, usually, like, the dog show, man, it's a lot of, a lot of bullshit. Um, a lot of good dogs won this year um, in their nice. categories, but, uh, I mean, some, some garbage definitely got in there. So wait, was the overall winner the same dog or just the yeah, same breed? The s- no, same dog from last year. Wow. Yeah. Scottish what Deerhound. A dog. It's a great dog. Great dog. So wasn't my top pick, but it was a good one. So it's good. It's good. Nice. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's always a pleasure. Brad, thanks. Indeed. You can get in contact with us at the Facebook group or ramjackpodcast.com. I also have a YouTube stuff on YouTube if you want to go look at that. There's a lot of ways to get in contact with us. Tell us what's what's going on. What are you watching? What do you who do you think's gonna die next on Riverdale? Mm, you mean Rivervale? Rivervale, I apologies. Thank you. It's not a reboot per se of Riverdale. Very well, weird show. What it is. Very weird show. Very fucking weird show. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know, I just want to say to Alex's sister, I understand that you are a teacher at a tier five, five out of five point four five uh, school that like leaps and bounds above all of the schools in Jackson, Tennessee for some reason. But still, I think everyone can use a little bit of constructive criticism from time to time. And we've got, got some. some I mean, just a few, just a few ideas, you know? Yeah. Some ideas. Just a couple of ideas, or suggestions, really. I just wanna, I just wanna, you know, kick things up a notch. What you're doing is great. What you're doing is great. Yeah, Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's why you're at a tier five. Uh, but <laughs> what we'd like to see is why don't we make a new tier? Yeah. Excellence is what we strive for. We're gonna push that sixth mm. tier. We're going there. Yeah. Yeah. We want definitely. people to think: Is there a sixth tier? Because there should oh. be, and that's what we that's what we want to do. That's what a Braveheart would do. How is Southside like, like <laughs> top school in Jackson? When she explained it to me, it made sense that it's she. Part of it's just of so much violence. The kids are just uncontrollable, which makes me wonder Wait. a lot of a, a lot of questions raised there. Like, what do you do in those schools? Like, I remember seeing those movies where there was basically like the delinquent high school of like, oh, this is a hard school and the kids don't care. And I'm just thinking, is this real? Apparently, it is real. <laughs> Apparently, that can happen. Maybe. I mean, I, I will just because I did that weird thing where I, that I, I went to um that JCM job shadow thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually got to like spend like a day at JCM while going to Southside. And it was weird. Like, I maybe mean, it's just because Southside doesn't have it didn't have as much freedom. Like, like JCM, you could just kind of like wander around. You could like literally wander the halls. Like no one really gave a fuck. Where Southside was like a fucking Nazi school. Like me, it's under such a tight leash. And it was a five back when we were there, friend. And it's I still mean, a five because it's still a Nazi. Like, they still is, crack is the whip. Is it possible that, like, um, yeah, there's lots of violence in the other schools, but their, like, their test scores are still, like, super high. It's just <laughs> the, the, the violence is, like, weighted more, so it's really thrown off the scale. I think, I, I, actually, I think the test scores are down across the board um, for wow. everyone. And I think they tied, like, we don't have to get into this, but I think they tied funding more to, like, the presence of students being there as opposed to their grades as much, which I think is uh-huh. a weird departure or just like an interesting departure from what it used to be. Um, that's probably that's probably for the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, uh, until, uh, yeah, it is into, like Kamala territory where you're like putting parents in prison for like kids not being at school and shit. Uh, also, if everyone has to be at school for funding, there's no more like suspension ever. So if you do something that is, we'll say, pretty extreme, oh. you got to go to school. And I don't want to say like in school suspension was also kind of different to where it like didn't happen as much or was I don't know. It basically it it, it mm. for a while actually caused a lot of chaos in the city school system, and they eventually had to reverse it. And they're like, okay, yeah, in certain cases. Would you think there Yikes. will always be certain cases? Like, you can't just make a mandate, no one can be suspended. Yeah, yeah. You have to have kids being suspended sometimes if they do something crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It was it's weird. It was strange and weird. I'm sure she could give us more details when we give her our list of, uh, you know, after the main conversation. Of- <laughs> Listen, we're going we're gonna to bring her on the show yeah. and we're, we're, we're going to say, hey, um, why don't you tell us what's going on? Then we'll give you some constructive feedback. 
<laughs> and then you can tell us some more things about what's going on. And then we'll tell you how to fix some more things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some ideas. We can just get some yeah, ideas. Yeah, a free Ramjack consultation. No big deal. No strings attached. First, lock that door. <laughs> That's in the That's subject. That's the easy one. That's the subject line of the invite to the meeting. <laughs> lock your doors, comma. A meeting for the Ramjack consultants. <laughs> yes. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. While the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Ding dong merrily on high, in heaven the bells are ringing. Ding dong verily the sky is written with angels singing. Gloria! I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? And what was in the ships all three on Christmas Day in the new boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood he's there just to take good care of me like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights and I sing I want, I want Charles in charge of... Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel When a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel Streaks on the china, never mattered before, who cares? When you drop, kick your jacket as you came through the door. No one glared, but sometimes things get turned around and no one spared. All hands look out below. There's a change in the status quo. Gonna need all the help that we can get. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live the holly and the ivy when they're both full grown of all the trees that are in the wood the holly bears the crown i'm standing on the edge of tomorrow and it's all up to me how far i go i'm standing on the edge of tomorrow i've never seen such a view before a new world before my eyes so much for me to explore it's where my future lies Today I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow From here the future looks bright for me And it's all up to me how far I go It's my time to break away I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow I'll be home for Christmas You can plan on me Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Happy holidays, happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew. 
You would see the biggest gift would be from me And the card attached would say Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light Next year all our troubles will be out of sight Once again as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us Will be near to us once more Someday soon we all will be together If the fates allow Until then we'll have to muddle through somehow So have yourself a merry little Christmas, Christmas time is near Walking on air, I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer, who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus, down through the chimney with lots of toys, all for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with old Saint Nick. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. Fa la 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 la. So I wanna buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Merrily, merrily, now we go. Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling through the snow. Christmas bells are ringing. Joyous voices, sweet and clear. Sing the sound of hearts to cheer. Ding dong, ding dong. Christmas bells are ringing. Dinosaurs. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to Denver, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. Denver, the last dinosaur, shows me a world I never knew before. Star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's gonna stand in my way. This is flame in my heart, and a long lost friend gives every dark street a light at the end. Standing tall.
the rise and fall on the wings of my dream. The rain and thunder, the wind and haze, I'm bound for better days. It's my life, it's my dream, and nothing's gonna stop me now. Happy holidays, happy holidays. May the calendar keep ringing happy holidays to you.